0: The following message is from LifeSource Christian Church MP3 Audio Lounge. More information about Source is available at lifesource.org.au. It's the beginning of the year and we are calling 2016 the year of success. The reason we call it the year of success is because I just want you to be successful. I want this year to be a huge year of success for you. The opposite of success is failure. So I don't want failure in your life. I want success in your life. But there are principles that bring success. And so we all hope to have success. But you know what? If you apply the principles I'm going to teach with you today, you don't have to live just in the hope of success. You actually position yourself for success. And so I want to open the Bible up to Genesis 39 where there is the principles of a successful man. And the Bible calls Joseph a successful man. And the reason he was successful is because he applied some very important principles. And, uh, and so if we can apply the same three principles that Joseph applied in his life that caused his success, I guarantee that this year you'll have a year of success. So can we read four verses from Genesis? chapter thirty nine so this is what it says now Joseph had been taken down to Egypt let's press pause for a second. Joseph was um, one of twelve brothers his um, father loved him the most and actually gave him a coat of many colors and his brothers were incredibly jealous so ten of the brothers Joseph was number eleven in um, in in the clan. Um, the Welsh family are certainly following suit. They're going to have number eight this year and uh, maybe, you know, four to go. I don't know. We'll leave that alone. But uh, Joseph was one of uh, 12 and he was hated by his 10 brothers. And so when they saw him coming one day, he was only about 17 years of age, they uh, decided to uh, put him in a pit. And then made a decision when they saw some slave traders coming along to sell him into slavery. And so for 20 pieces of silver, which is in today's language worth approximately $200, they sold their brother into slavery and these slave traders were going to Egypt. And so it's in Egypt that Joseph was sold as a slave. So this is what it says. Now Joseph had been taken down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, bought him from the Ishmaelites who were taking him down there. So verse 2 says, The Lord was with Joseph. And he was a successful man. And he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. And his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord made all he did to prosper in his hand. So Joseph found favor in his sight and served him. Then he made him overseer of his house and all that he had he put under his authority. Look, I love in these four verses three words that I want to give to you today as three words for 2016. Here they are, three words, success, prosperity, favor. There's three words that describe Joseph. He was successful. All that he did prospered. He found favor. Can I pray that upon you, that this year you will have success, prosperity, favor. How many of you want that? Success, prosperity, favor. Amen. Take it, Lord, in Jesus' name. Take success because it's... It's not meant just for Joseph, it's meant for you. It's not just meant for others, it's meant for you. But how do you get success, prosperity, favor into your life? Here's three keys that will help you. Number one, let's call it the God factor. Verse two says, the Lord was with Joseph. The the God factor. You want success, you've got to have God centralized in your life, not marginalized in your life. You've got you to do life with God. You can't do life alone. Why would you do life alone when you can do it with God? And so, and so if you can do it with God, why would you marginalize him and not centralize him? See, Anne and I decided many, many years ago that we're going to put God in the center of our lives, not in the margins of our lives, and so when you centralize God, you don't make a decision without asking God if it's His will or not. So you just, you just because God's in the center, and and you've got this this mindset, and and our mindset is God wants us to be successful, God wants the best for us, God God won't give us advice that that will damage us. God will only give us advice that will lift us up. So why wouldn't we? Want the God advice. Why wouldn't we want to do that? When you come into the New Testament, Jesus introduces the Holy Spirit as the advantage factor. He says, it's to your advantage that I go away. Because if I go, I send you the Holy Spirit. He becomes the advantage factor. Why wouldn't you you want to go through life with the advantage factor? See, don't think that you're smart enough to do it by yourself. Just put God there. Just put God right there in the center. It's the God factor. You know, so, so we decided a long time, rather than disobeying God or running away from God, we'd run with God and obey him. And, and, and if you can make every decision based on this, God, what do you want? What do you want me to do? What, what's, what's your will? What is it that you want me to do? You know, I, I'd like to do this and I'd like to do that, but what would you want me to do? I'm telling you you will find the major key to success. It's the God factor. Everybody say, the God factor. If God be your partner, you cannot fail. If God be your partner, don't make your plans small. If God be your partner, go for gold because you're going to win every single time. Just make sure that God is your partner. And he is in the center of your life. Okay, the God factor. The second key that Joseph had was this, is that his master saw that the Lord was with him. And can I just say to you that even pagans can see the blessing of God upon people. You know, what what Yusuf didn't say was, uh, he said it in the first service, was that the church that they're at in the center of Cairo has the God factor on it. And uh, during the revolution, when they had 5 million people in the square, that's an astonishing number. I'm I'm not exaggerating. It's 5 million. That's the number you shared. 5 million people in the square. There were people getting injured. There were people getting shot. And so what they did is that they made the church, the evacuation center for these people, it became a base, a hospital base. They had doctors in the church that were looking after these wounded people. And, and so, the, the, you know, they weren't Christians, they were Muslims, but the church was was helping, feeding, cleaning, uh, doctoring the Muslims. But what happened is this, then the Brotherhood wanted to destroy the church and the Muslims raised up and said, no, you can't destroy this church. They are the people that helped us in our time of need. and And, and the point that I'm making is this, that when God is with you, Even those that against you can see something. Even those that hate God can see something. There is something about those that have the favor of God that others can see. And that's what Potiphar saw, saw the hand of God, was on on Joseph. And then he said, and he was a successful man. And uh, his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord made all he did to prosper in his hand. So here's the second principle. All he did... There's what God does and a what we do. You just can't separate the two. You've got to unite the two. What God does, what we do. What we do, I call it the discipline factor. We not only need the God factor, we need the discipline factor. What we do is the discipline factor. You just can't expect God to do it all for you. He'll do the major part, but there's things that you have to do got to be really careful with the grace message that it doesn't leave out the us message. So I love the grace message. That's the God factor. But then there's the discipline factor, which is our responsibility. So you've got to marry the two. You can't just do one without the other. See, some people, all they want is the discipline factor. It's what I do, what I do. And they leave the God factor right out of it. And I say, why would you want to leave the God factor out? Because it's the marriage of both that becomes powerful. It's what God does, the grace. What we do, the discipline. So there are disciplines that we've got to bring into our life this year that will bring success. I want to talk about a few of these disciplines. So let's talk about the discipline of faith, because you won't get that in a motivational book. You get that out of this book called the Bible, which I believe is the greatest motivational book. But the discipline of faith, you're going to be tempted this year to be controlled by fear. And fear is a very real force. Bible actually calls it a spirit. Paul says to Timothy, God has not given you a spirit of fear because Timothy was battling fear. And, and, And this is what fear does. Fear, the acronym for fear is false evidence appearing real. F E A R. False evidence appearing real. And, and all fear is is the projection of every bad thing that could happen to you becoming a reality. But do you know what faith is? Faith is exactly the opposite. Faith is a projection of all that God wants for you becoming a reality. So you've got to battle you know all of the false things becoming a reality versus all of the God things becoming a reality. And so so many people don't take a risk. A god risk, because of fear, and fear controls people, some of you are sitting here right now and and the reason you won 't take a risk is because you 're afraid of failure. Well, let me tell you something if you 're nobody that 's ever accomplished something did it without overcoming the fear of failure, so the fear of failure will always stop you. From taking risk, the fear of failure will always stop you from moving forward. The fear of failure will always keep you in a box and closed off. And faith says, "But what if God's in it? What if the God factor?" So, so you got to launch out in faith. You got to build something. You got to do something. You got to you got to take some sort of risk. Here's a question for you: What risks are you going to take in faith in 2016? Because if you keep Doing the same things over and over again, you're just going to keep getting the same results. Nothing's going to change. Everything's going to remain the same. So it's the discipline of faith. I've got to battle, battle fear. I've got to battle it. I mean, it was so fearful getting the piano accordion out this morning, you know. You know, there were voices speaking to me saying, You're going to make a fool of yourself. You're going to create such a cringe factor within the church, people will never come back again. But I'm hearing the opposite. I'm hearing, John, we now want to see the piano accordion out every Sunday. And I just know that's that's extreme there. Right there. There's there's you can take faith to an extreme. Okay, so we're not gonna do that. I'm only I'm only joking. I'm only kidding. Okay. Second second discipline is the discipline of perseverance. The discipline of perseverance, we you don't quit, you just keep at it. How many of you know that? That sometimes you don't succeed the first time. Sometimes you don't succeed the second time. Sometimes you don't succeed the third time. But you just keep at it. You keep at it. You keep at it. How many of you are at a point now where to thread that needle, you don't succeed the first time because you're getting... How many of you know what I'm talking about? Huh? But you just know that if you just close one eye and open another, and you, you've got to hold your tongue in a very particular place, and when that tongue hits the right place, bang! That thread goes through the needle. But you just keep at it. See, you keep at it. You keep at it because you, you don't want to fail. And so, people people that persevere are the ones that end up winning. Perseverance. Don't quit. Don't give up. Don't throw the towel. See, some people throw in the towel and other people use the towel to wipe the sweat off their face. So what are you? Are you one of the people that throw in the towel or are you one of the people that say, give me that towel and I'll wipe the sweat off my face because I'm perseverer. I'm going to keep going. See, the other discipline is the discipline of focus. This is; the, these are cousins to perseverance, focus, and perseverance are, are very closely related, because there's always a temptation of being distracted. How many of you know that this world is full of distractions? Distractions everywhere, but focus keeps you on course. Focus says, "I'm not going to the left. I'm not going to the right. I'm staying on course because I'm focused." And if you want more more stuff on Focus, get last week's message, go to our website, download the MP3 last week on Focus because it's a very powerful message. And the fourth discipline is the discipline of integrity. Everybody say integrity. integrity. Integrity is always doing the right thing. It's not about doing the convenient thing. It's about doing the right thing. Because many times the convenient thing is the compromise. And you don't ever compromise on godliness. There's got to be this no compromise attitude to godliness. And Joseph was confronted with compromise with Potiphar's wife. There was this particular time when he's Joseph. He's in charge of the whole affairs of this man's house. And there were times when it was only Joseph and Potiphar's wife that were at home. And so she kept pestering him, you know, come on, sleep with me you know let's 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 get together and his attitude was there is no way this is this is not right you are my boss's wife this is not the righteous thing she kept pestering him he hung on to his integrity this particular day you know the story where where she was so desperate that she grabbed hold of his cloak and as he's trying to get away from her she was able to rip the cloak off him and he ran out of the house. Get hold of this. He ran out of the house and then she accuses him of trying to rape her and gets the hold of the cloak. See, I've got the evidence here. And so, and so poor Joseph, he had to forego his position as a very high person in Potiphar's house Because he didn't compromise on his integrity. I love that. Can I I just share with you this one last point, and I'm about to finish. Because it's the God factor, the discipline factor, and the third key to Joseph's success is what I call the Joseph principle. The Joseph principle is found in Genesis 50, verse 20. He actually reveals it clearly right at the end of his story. And, And the end of the story is when the brothers... They find, you know, it's seriously, you need to read those last 10 chapters of Genesis because they're so powerful. The brothers finally uh, realize that Joseph's in a position of power. Dad has now passed away. If Joseph wanted to, he could get revenge on them we're talking maybe 30 40 years later they're still thinking oh mate we're living under this fear of revenge and joseph has the power to do us some damage and they go to they go to him and they say come on what are you going to do to us you know are you going to take revenge now and joseph's response was are you kidding me revenge hang on here i applied the joseph principle from day 1 what's the joseph principle as for you you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good. That's the Joseph principle, that whatever happens to you, God's going to turn it around and bring some good. How many of you know that there's some bad things that happen to us through no choice of our own? Some really bad things happen. But the Joseph principle says, you know what? I'm not going to seek revenge. I'm not going to seek to get back at them. Actually, I'm not going to absorb the bitterness or the anger into my heart because whatever evil anyone has has ever done against me, God's going to turn it around and bring some good. Good. Hey, you have started this year. Are you going to bring last year's junk into this year or are you going to leave it where it ought to be, just there last year? You know, don't, you know I, I don't think there's one person here that hasn't had something bad happen to them last year. But you've got a choice whether you bring the resentment of last year into this year and as soon as you bring that resentment it starts to pollute because what happened in that moment affects what happens in this moment And some people are always living in that moment. And it always spoils this moment. That moment will spoil this moment. You know what? This year is pretty well clear. I mean, we're into just a few days in and it's pretty well clear. There's so much more of this year to be accomplished. So don't bring last year's hurts and pains into this year. You've got to apply the Joseph Principle. You made it for evil, but God's going to turn good, going to bring good out of it. So I'm going to leave it where it needs to be, back there. Just leave it there. I'm going to leave it back there. I'm going to leave it back there. I'm not going to drag it with me. I'm not going to attach this rope around my waist and, and just drag it into the new year. Oh, my stuff, all my junk. and What's that smell? Is that you? Is that you? Is that you? Someone's, what? it's my smell. No, it's not me. I'm pretty sure it's not me. I, I bathed the front. Yeah, but what about the back? What about the past? Well, I can't let go. You don't know what's happened to me. You don't know what people have done to me. Well, they keep doing it to you. That's the problem. Is that while you're hanging it on, you're just dragging it with you. It's time to let it go to get a new start. A new start, a new start, a new release. It's the Joseph principle. Come on. God factor, discipline factor, the Joseph principle. Can you bring the Joseph principle into your life? They meant it for evil. God's going to bring it to good. They meant bad. God's going to turn it around. God's going to turn it around. I want everybody to say God's going to turn it around. God's gonna turn it around. I want you to think about that situation right now. Close your eyes. And I want to think. I want you to think about that situation and I want you to declare into that situation, God's gonna turn it around. God's gonna turn it around. I want you to speak right now into that situation and say God's gonna turn it around. What they meant for evil, God is gonna bring good out of it. What was meant to destroy me is gonna make me stronger. It's gonna make me more powerful. It's gonna make me more determined Is going to take me into success in the mighty name of Jesus. I declare it over your life today in Jesus' name. And now I speak release. I speak release from every past. Come on. If you need release from the past, I want you to open up the palms of your hands right now. If there's something that's been bugging you, if there's something that's been hurting you, I just want you to open up the palms of your hands like this right now because we're going to release it to God right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, right now, we let go of every resentment, every painful situation. We just bring it to you right now and, and we're and we release it into your hands. Lord, we apply the Joseph principle right now. Lord, I'm looking around and I see some people that have been betrayed. I've seen some people that have been abandoned. I see some people that have been ripped off. I've seen some people that promises have been made to them and it's been used against them. Words have been said that have been lies and deceptions and it's caused pain and grief. But, Lord, today we make a decision. We're not going to bring that pain and grief into the new year. We're not going to let the pollutants of the past keep polluting our present and pollute our future. We make a determination today to apply the Joseph principle. What they meant for evil, you're going to bring good out of it. You're going to bring good out of it. And today we let it go. We let it go. I want you to say, I let it go in Jesus' name. I let it go in Jesus' name. I let it go in Jesus' name. Just speak it. I let it go in Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to this message from LifeSource Christian Church MP3 Audio Lounge. We invite you to visit us online at lifesource.org.au to find out more about our church and to also access other free resources.